Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello guys, hope you're well. Budge here. We're back again with the Eurosport and Beautiful Game podcast collaboration, bringing you the latest transfer news and gossip on a daily basis. We are getting closer to that deadline day. And of course, with time running out, there are more news and headlines that are coming out. And we're going to discuss the ones that have taken our attention today. So Dej, kick us off with what has got your attention this morning. It's the big breaking one. Frank Lampard has been sacked as manager of Chelsea. To be honest, I felt his position was becoming slightly untenable. But I think the timing is what maybe, you know, took us off guard. And mm. when you look at his tenure, he was brought in to do a job in his first season to get Chelsea from A to B. He was managing difficult circumstances where Chelsea didn't have funds. So what he done, he went into the environment, put faith in youngsters, and he finished top four. So that was a great achievement. But I think this season, the remit was different, especially after the vast amount of money that was spent, 250 million we saw Timo Werner, Kai Havertz being the big money inclusions. And I think he's lost his job because of his inability to get the best out of both of them. I think Timo Werner, he's been in poor form. But Kai Havertz, obviously suffering from long COVID, that one's a bit of a difficult one to manage. But when you read deep into this story, I think it's the fractures behind the scenes which has led to his departure. We all know Maria Granovskaya. She's a very powerful figure at Chelsea Football Club, and it was reported that his relationship with her was strained. Another thing that caught my eye was his public lambasting of the players, especially after the games against Arsenal, and we saw it the other night against Leicester. And I think one thing that strikes me with Frank Lampard is, I don't think he's a great communicator. I remember speaking to a player that played under him for Derby County, and he said, yeah, he's a good manager, but Jody Morris done all of the communicating. And I believe when you go into an elite environment, the top players expect a certain level of communication, tactical advice and training. And I believe Frank Lampard fell short of that. You can say it's to be expected because he's still green and as a manager, he's still learning. He's not got much experience, but I ultimately felt that was his undoing. Yeah, do you know what? 100%, you know, you've hit the nail on the head there, Dej. Ultimately, you know, this is a results-based business. And, and you obviously, you know, you know, you frequently mention on our podcast that we're living in a microwave generation. <laughs> Everything needs to happen right now, you know, and, and results need to happen and come through right now. And of course, you would have liked to think that someone of the stature of a Frank Lampard 
would have built up enough credit being a legend of the club to be afforded a bit more time. But ultimately, although Roman Abramovich um, and the board are fans of the club, they are investors and they're you know, pumping money into the club. And after spending 250 million pounds um, in the summer to recruit and acquire the best talent on the market, they're gonna wanna see a return on their investment almost straight away, as any investor would. Um, of course, there were a number of different challenges that were that were set in front of Frank Lampard. And, and to be frank, um, no pun intended, <laughs> I, I can't imagine many managers would have managed to deal with bringing in so many players of, of such high uh, sort of caliber and reputations and managed to get them all playing, you know, straight away. We've seen other clubs in, in previous um, transfer windows spend a lot of money acquiring you know a high number of of players and it just doesn't work out because you know you've got to try and fit you know these players with big reputations and big price tags into the one team he's found it difficult to pick a, a you know his, his best start in 11 and you know that would be something that would be a challenge for loads of managers let alone someone who has very limited experience and so i think it was just he was just in a catch-22 of course he was very green when he when he decided to, to to join Chelsea, but that's the the club that you've represented that means so much to you, and it's, it's hard. For, it would have been hard for him to say no. Um, what where this leaves him going forward, we'll have to uh, wait and see. Uh, but it's interesting, of course. The rumours are that to, Thomas Tuchel will come in to to replace him. Uh, the you know the club have said that it's it's not because he. Um, it speaks German and 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 uh, perhaps will be able to get the best out of. Um, you know, Kai Havertz and uh, Timo Werner, but I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see how this one pans out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in and then I'm gonna disagree with you guys slightly. So apologies, apologies in advance. It's just for me, this season is so strange. There's been so many injuries, as you've said, players out with COVID. There's so many games. They're trying to squeeze a what is normally what a nine, ten month season into into eight months or something. So the games are coming around regularly. And I mean, it was what the end of November, start of December, where we were talking about whether Chelsea could win the Premier League. And now they just they've had a slump, they've had a blip. And yeah, sure, some of the, some of the players haven't quite gelled. But Frank Lampard, like he, when he came in, he bought through all these youth players, and it finally looked like Chelsea had a project. Finally, looked like Chelsea were becoming a likable team to the neutral. Like normally, this Chelsea team since two thousand and three, basically, has just been a team of mercenaries. We'll pay you the most, more than anyone else. Off you go. And, and play for us. And there was, there's no real connection. And I think, I'm not a supporter of Chelsea, but I'm sure as a supporter of Chelsea, they'll be looking at this team and be gutted that they never actually really got to see this Lampard team in the in the stadium. Now, I'm sure if the Chelsea fans were in the stadium for the match against Luton and they'd heard rumours that Lampard was going to be mm. replaced, they would have sung for 90 minutes for Lampard to keep his job. And I think ultimately that is what a football club is there for. It's to appease the fans. And, and I don't know, I, I think he should have been given more time. I'm not saying he's done a perfect job and I'm not sure if he would have necessarily got them into the Champions League this season. But I just feel like ugh, this season, you really have to be sure of your decisions because it's such a crazy season. We've seen with Liverpool, we've seen Man United, like free results can change a season. Suddenly United are the best team on the planet, Liverpool are the worst team on the planet. And you go back three weeks and that wasn't the case. And I just feel this is such mm. a snap judgment. Like Chelsea are still in the Champions League. They're still in the hunt for the top four. And for me, it's too, too snap a decision. As you said, Ben, only four points off the top four. But I think with Chelsea, we have to look at their DNA. 
This is Chelsea's mm. DNA. When things start to go wrong or when you lose the dressing room, it's very hard to recover and you ultimately pay the price with your job. But I want to raise the question is because we're hearing reports coming out that he lost the dressing room. Don't you guys think with Lampard's experience being in that dressing room environment, he should have maybe had the emotional intelligence to maybe navigate that and make sure, you know, it didn't go that way? Yeah, I'd, I'd just say on, on losing the dressing room, it, any time a club is in bad form, this phrase, lose the dressing room, comes out. I, and I just think in our in our society where everyone, like it used to be that there would be respect for the manager. And I don't think that exists in the same way anymore, particularly when mm. the manager is as young as Lampard and hasn't necessarily got the experience. And I just think a few wins and that that all goes away. I think it's, I, I imagine in every club that is going through defeats and, and probably most clubs in the Premier League have at one stage got to a stage where the dressing room has been lost, where the players have come out and complained and, and maybe leaked it to a source. But I don't know, it's until you're actually sat in the situation in the Chelsea dressing room listening to it, it's, it's hard to know really. But for me, I don't know, the player, I just feel like the players let Lampard down, but I didn't think it was ever at the stage where they didn't look like they were playing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reports you read is that the tactical advice he was given wasn't sufficient. Um, he was saying, go out there and play. And, you know, those senior players in the training room probably think, hmm, I'm coming from an elite environment. Let's remember Thiago Silva, he's competed for the top honours. Rudiger's played at a high level. And another thing that I don't think helped Lampard is playing your key players out of position. Timo Werner, mm-hmm. for instance, yeah. he's a left forward, but he was played left wing. And I think those are the little decisions that maybe swindled it in favour of, you know, let's get a new manager in and bring in Thomas Tuchel. And I know I mentioned the other day that he's not a tier one manager, but I don't believe you have to be a tier one manager to move this Chelsea project forward. And, you know, just to give him a bit of credit, this is a manager that virtually turned Usman Dembele into like a £150 million plus player with his coaching and his development. So I believe he will bring an excitement factor to Chelsea, but whether he'll get the results because he's competing with Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, Brendan Rodgers, managers like that. So Mm. will he be able to navigate that and turn Chelsea into title contenders? Time will tell. Okay, moving on to uh, the next uh, transfer rumour. Uh, that we wanted to discuss, and that is uh, potentially Christian Benteke going on loan to West Brom. So West Brom are in talks with Palace over a short-term deal. Um, Of course, a striker has been and continues to be Sam Allardyce's priority since he took over just before Christmas, I think it was. Um, And rightly so. Um, Only two teams have scored fewer goals than West Brom so far this season. That's uh, Sheffield United and Burnley both with uh, 10 goals and Fulham are level with them uh, at 15. And they've only got two wins so far this season, um, picking up wins against Wolves and Sheffield United. Um, The move is one that's made viable, uh, certainly from the part of Crystal Palace, because of the arrival of uh, Jean-Philippe Mateta, who uh, came on loan from Mines last week, uh, who could be seen as the the long-term replacement to Benteke, whose contract up in the summer. Um, of course, Benteke, uh, ben proven Premier League pedigree. Uh, he, you know, he scored wherever he's he, he's played. We remember some really strong performances uh, for Aston Villa and for, for Palace, certainly um, in his first season when he arrived there in 2016-17. However, 
he has struggled to re regain the form that he found in that first season when he arrived at Selhurst Park. Um, I think that season he scored 15 and 36 appearances. But since then, as a result of injuries and lack of consistent playing time and, of course, uh, issues with his confidence and whatnot, he, he's not been able to sort of regain that kind of form and, and hit those uh, sort of dizzying heights that he had previously. Uh, so far this season, he's played 13 league games and scored three goals. Um, so I guess my question to you guys is, does this move make sense in, in, in uh, the perspective of West Brom and Sam Allardyce? Or do you think that they should be looking elsewhere to acquire a striker to, to help them turn their fortunes around? I think the move doesn't make sense for West Brom or Benteke. If you look at Benteke, he went from Aston Villa to Liverpool and then obviously didn't work out at Liverpool, so he fell down to Crystal Palace. And do you then tell yourself, now he's playing for Palace a bit, do you then tell yourself, all right, I'm going to go down another level to West Brom? It just, it, so for me, it doesn't make sense. And then for West Brom, Sam, I mean, Sam Allardyce can probably make one or two big signings in January, if, if that. Do you really want to pin your hopes on a guy who is so inconsistent in front of goal, has gone on such barren runs? And I think if you look at West Brom and I think their defence is improving, it's showing signs of getting under kind of big Sam's regime, the draws with Liverpool and Manchester City. What will keep them up now, if they can keep it tight at the back, is someone who scores goals. And looking at Benteke's history... If he drops into an even worse team than Palace, I mean, at least Palace have a guy like Zaha who can provide for him. I, I don't really necessarily see that guy at West Brom. Um, so I don't, I don't know. But then maybe, maybe that's all that's available. But for me, I don't see it working. I think it's a very good signing for West Brom, to be honest. When you look at value on the market, I imagine it'll probably be a loan or a short-term contract that Christian Benteke will be arriving in. And I think, let's not forget... Benteke played under Sam Allardyce at Crystal Palace and he was able to extract some very good form out of him. And Sam Allardyce, when he goes into any team, he always looks for those frames of reference and he always tries to build a good core, good spine. And at West Brom, if you think of the core, okay, Sam Johnston, Semi Ajayi, Jake Livermore, Christian Benteke, it's not really bad. And I think Christian Benteke is a prototype of a Sam Allardyce striker. We've seen them be linked with Andy Carroll. Benteke is someone that he can play the long balls onto and he can flick them on. When I look at West Brom strikers right now, Callum Robinson, Grant, these are smaller, diminutive, quicker players that can maybe feed off Christian Benteke via those mm -hmm. flick-ons. So they're not going to play intricate, nice, beautiful football. Come on, Sam Allardyce teams never do that. <laughs> so we should be expecting them to do that. So I think it's a signing that makes both sense for both parties because Ben Teke needs to be played regularly. And I think he'll probably start every game until the end of the season. And let's not forget, he has shown good form. I know his confidence is, you know, in the gutter, in the drain. But to mm -hmm. make it as a professional footballer, you have to have a standard level of ability. And Christian Benteke has got that. So if Allardyce can pump his ability up, then this is a signing that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Um, certainly from the perspective of West Brom as well, they, they need to be careful. I know Ben alluded to it uh, when, when you know he shared his thoughts just then. They do have very limited resources, mm. given the fact that they do need to you know, in, increase the number of goals in that team. They need to really sort of manage and, 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 and go about um, this transfer window in, in, in a very, very sort of careful manner because of the fact that, you know, they, they, they don't really have the, the big money to, to, to splash 
and I think even talks about um, his wages and, and how much of the, his wages are going to be paid by them versus Palace has been uh, a point of, of discussion. So that just shows you how cash strapped they are at this present moment in time. So Ben, rounding things off with you, let us know what transfer gossip has got your attention today. Yeah, I'm really hoping you guys will agree with me on this one. I think we're zero for two on the today's rumours. <laughs> There's a real, real split on the podcast today. So hopefully this is the one we can bring it home, bring some cohesion home. Um, we have been here before with this one. Uh, Sergio Ramos's contract is up for renewal. Today he's been linked with a big money move to Paris Saint-Germain. Now, I don't think we need to spend ages on this because I'm sure we'll all agree that this is simply a deal where his brother, who who effectively acts as his agent, is kind of touting him around to other clubs so that he'll get a better deal at Real Madrid. Is any, does, anyone else, does anyone else see it as anything else other than that? Manchester United have been the guilty club in the past, getting excited that Ramos is coming. This time it's Paris Saint-Germain, but we all know how this is going to end. Ramos signs on the dotted line at Real Madrid. Yeah, I think we're in full agreement with this one, Ben. I can't see Sergio Ramos leaving Real Madrid to go to PSG. And that's my short and cut answer on this one. <laughs> While I certainly agree with you, Ben and, and Dej, with, with the view that Ramos is probably just angling for a better contract, the the the, the argument in, in favour of him potentially moving to PSG is that we have seen players in the past Go go and join PSG for a short stint just to pick up the uh, the league on title, right? Uh, Lugi Buffon's done it. Um, Dani Alves has done it. It's just an opportunity to play in another league, another country, um, and and pick up another title. So, from from that standpoint, if you know after sixteen seasons being at Real Madrid, he feels that he's won everything that there is to win, and and he he fancies a new challenge. Uh, and the opportunity to play alongside, alongside some um, very exciting players. Not to say that he's not currently playing with some exciting players, but the likes of Mbappe, Neymar um, over in France, that could be very appealing to him. Also, we never really consider the fact that um, a lot of these players, you know, at times their families, you know, play a big part in where, when they, where, where they decide to move. And who's to say that Sergio Ramos's missus doesn't want to uh, enjoy shopping sprees in, 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 in Paris? You know, it, it, it does put it in, uh, in, in contention, most definitely. So that's my, my thought. I think ultimately he, he will stay. But there is, you know, a, a little aspect of that thinks that it, there could be potentially some, some legs to it. But that's how Ramos does it. Every time he convinces enough people, doesn't he? You get, yeah, you just, yeah. I think I see... I've been where you are before, Boudre. I've been convinced. And each time it, he's, he's crushed me. So I've seen through it this time. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Let us wait and see. So there you have it. Those are the transfer rumours of today. Uh, we're going to be back again tomorrow, bringing you some um, more transfer rumours and gossip and sharing our thoughts on whether we feel that they're good moves, moves that are realistic or not so good ones. It's the Beautiful Game podcast and you're a sport. And we'll catch you again later. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.